D-S-N-Y. There it is. There's the scary voice again. It gives you the option to leave the meeting, though. What do you mean, leave the meeting? Who would That's ever, who says. would ever leave this meeting? It says continue or leave meeting. So, like, I could be like, yeah, I don't want to be recorded, and then just leave. Oh, interesting. I don't get that option. Um, all right, we're gonna introduce. We're gonna introduce the podcast first. We're gonna do Good this call. first. This is episode one hundred eight. 108 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. Rivercrest is actually doing shirt sales now. They have merch. They got merch. Yeah. So go Google Rivercrest NYC. Go get yourself some merch. I got a hoodie and a t-shirt. I'm very excited about it. All right. All right. Sounds great. Yeah. And the very first thing that we have to deal with today, Allison, we have some housekeeping to do very quickly here. Okay. First thing we have to deal with, we got to do a little beef check. We got to do a little beef check on the Breaking Balls podcast and Emily Nyman and John Snyder. We got to do a beef check. How do we do that? I don't even know how to do that. Well, you just got to say it. Is that it? Yeah, we're just, this is the beef check right here. Last week, as our loyal listeners know, we had our stats genius, Mm -hmm. Max Greenfield, in the podcast. And it was a wonderful, two-hour podcast, almost two-hour podcast with stats genius, Max Greenfield, where we talked about foreign substances. Correct. We did that. And yet on Tuesday, not two days ago, not four days after we released our episode with special guest Max Greenfield, the Breaking Balls podcast record their own episode with Stats guru, quote unquote, as if that's a better title, Max Greenfield. Now, I don't know about you, Allison, but seems pretty fishy to me that I just mean, four days after. First. Yeah, we, we did, did it first. It first. all I can say. We wanted to talk to Max about foreign substances. So we talked to Max about foreign substances. And all of a sudden, next week, there's Emily and John talking to Max about foreign substances. I don't want to say they're stealing ideas from us. I would never accuse them of doing that. I'm just saying something sums up. Seems fishy. It's just a little ironic. That's really all. I mean, you have to say that when it comes to baseball talk, there's only a certain number of things you can talk about. And that was definitely big news. But I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. And having Max on just, oh, I don't know. Well, if they so clearly listened to our podcast, they would know that he loves to talk about that for a very long time. So therefore, they know. Yeah, one hour and 41 minutes. That's how long last week's podcast was. Whatever, just just something to keep an eye on. Maybe the next time we have a guest on, we just have to double check and say, I don't know. Let's just make sure Emily and John don't have this guest on their podcast next week. Let's just make sure. So I don't want I don't want to say yeah. they're getting all their ideas from us, but I don't know. I'm gonna have to talk to Emily about this. Yeah, but listen, do we know if the beef is really with Emily and John or is it more with Max right now? Shouldn't no, we Max, all be mad at Max? Max Max could never be the target of a beef. It's impossible. I don't know. Everybody loves Max. Max is the most Starting lovable to seem person. Like it now. I'm just saying. We'll see. Oh, it definitely brings his loyalty into question. Definitely brings oh, yeah, his loyalty into sure. question. For sure. Um, <laughs> no, but it's fine. 
you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure Max is going to do great on the, on the breaking balls podcast. We know which podcast he was from originally. We know where he made his bread and butter. It no, was, no, we here. made him. That's it. We made we, him. That's yes. It. We, we created stats genius, Max Greenfield. You only think, you know, Max, but really we created him in a statistics laboratory for the sole purpose of coming on our podcast. So we don't know. This is true. We don't know. Um, but for real, though, you know, great podcast. Go listen to Emily and John. We love Emily and John. We had Emily on the podcast last year, too, and it was awesome. Um, and Max is obviously going to be awesome on that podcast, too. I actually did call and leave them a voicemail this week just asking, hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Just yeah. stealing Max from us. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you. So that'll be that'll be fun to listen to when they drop the episode. It might be out now. Who knows? Um, the other bit of housekeeping that we have to get out of the way real quick before we start talking about the Yankees. The bonus podcast is done. It's done. Oh, well, you know, it's funny because I was told that James would tell me before he dropped it and he has not. I um, haven't dropped it yet. It hasn't, it uh-huh, hasn't been released okay. yet. It hasn't been released yet because I wanted to get this podcast in the bag. Uh, the bonus podcast, I think Monday is a good time to release that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, okay, I think Monday, okay. Monday is going to be a good release date, but it's finished. All the interviews are done. All the audio is cut. All the voiceovers are done. We're done. It's over. So if you have any interest in the topic of content creators and marketing Major League Baseball, this is the podcast for you. It won't feature Allison. I know that's a big bummer. Everyone's going to be really upset about that. Allison is not involved with this project whatsoever. But on on the off chance that you only listen to this podcast for me, which let's be real, it's not the scenario. Everyone's here for you, Allison. We know this. I know. Um, on the off chance that you just want to hear me talk to some heavy hitters like Stephen Woods, Max Goodman, Keith McPherson, Andrew Otandi, and Justice Parman. Padres Twitter will know that name. Uh, if you want to go listen to them talk about MLB marketing the game, it's the podcast for you. It's going to drop on Monday. Sounds intriguing. Maybe I'll have to go and listen, even though I'm not featured on it. Yeah, even though. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Since this is a Yankees podcast, let's talk about the Yankees, Allison. It's about damn time. My God. I know. We've been going for like 10 minutes already. The Yankees are good again. They're good again. Up and down and up and down. It's been such a roller coaster, but this is where you get to enjoy these ups. The thing is, you're always going up slowly and then you're like, when's it going to drop? When's it going to drop? You just don't know. But Super happy with how they're playing right now, especially with uh, their final performance today against the Royals. And go figure, it took MLB banning any sort of sticky substances to let Jamison Tyone find his groove. Yeah, I mean, Jamison Tyone, he's been, he was solid in his last start. He was solid today. He's still looking for that put away pitch. He doesn't really have that domination factor that a guy like Garrett Cole has. Uh, which let's be real, only Jacob Degrom has the same domination factor that Garrett that Garrett Cole has. Um, but you are starting to see Tyone maybe round into form a little bit, maybe get a little bit more consistency, find ways to get guys out across you know five innings, six innings, which is going to be huge because eventually you know we need Corey Kluber back. Eventually, Luis Severino may come back. Uh, I don't know what his injury status is because he they tweaked his ankle or his knee or mm-hmm. hip or something. Uh, pitching the other day in a rehab start. We which never was really very scary. got the story on that, which makes me a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was running. He was running this week uh, on the field. So that's good. 
Uh, so maybe Luis Severino coming back soon. And then you're looking at that postseason rotation and you're thinking, all right, Garrett Cole. Okay. He's pretty good. Okay. Corey Kluber, pretty good. Has a no hitter under his belt this year. That's a pretty solid achievement, even though there's been 8,000 of them already, by the way, haven't gotten one in a while. I was going to say definitely not, but we've gotten plenty of triple plays. So that's made up for it. Plenty of triple plays. Yeah. And then you're looking at Jameson Tyone, pretty good pitcher. Luis Severino, mm -hmm. pretty good pitcher, I think. And Jordan Montgomery is your five starter. You're looking at who's the guy who's going to be the long man in the playoffs with a four man rotation. We're looking at Jordan Montgomery. Okay. I like that. This is a good spot for the Yankees to be in. And it's going to be even better when the rest of the offense wakes the fuck up. Correct. Um, you know, it was interesting how last week, um, Max was telling us a little bit about how Aaron judge goes through those five game, you know, slumps. And then he's like, all of a sudden, great. That's exactly what happened this week that like, I was listening on the radio today to the game because I was driving around for work. And of course, John Sterling just goes, you know, Aaron judge in this huge, Oh my God, it's a home run. Oh my God. It's an RBI single. Like, listen, I don't know. Aaron judge. I like when, he does things. Let's just say that. Yeah. Aaron judge doing things. That's we're a big fan of that as is literally everyone except that one person who will not be named because we're not going to give her any attention. Uh, are we done with the Aaron judge experiment yet? No, we're not done with the Aaron judge experiment yet. It's not even an experiment. This guy is just one of the best players in major league baseball. The other guy who has been one of the best players in major league baseball in the month of June, Gary Sanchez, who would have thought? Well, well, well. I am so, so happy for Gary Sanchez. Like I could not be happier for the man. He looks so comfortable. He's confident in the dugout. He's confident behind the plate. Now he's confident at the plate. Every time he goes up, the man's like, I'm getting a hit. Like that is the attitude that he exudes when he comes up to the plate. So I am so, so happy for Gary because every freaking off season and the beginning of the year, are we done with him? Are we done with him yet? You know, when are, when are we going to find a catcher that we can actually trust? Here he is. It's Gary. It's Gary. The answer has always been Gary. And it's just mm -hmm. the Yankee fans just beat him into the dirt over and over and over again. And he just mm -hmm. keeps getting back up and he keeps getting on these hot streaks that remind you like, oh yeah, this guy is maybe the best hitting catcher in all of baseball. When he's right, nobody hits it like him. He's one of the best hitters in baseball period when he's going right when he gets on these hot streaks there is nobody in baseball who can hit like him we have gary sanchez going to the opposite field opposite yep. field gary is the best opposite field gary like, that's the best version that's I when you know it. that he's feeling great because when he's going to the opposite field you just know that great things are coming for gary sanchez and he is right at the plate He's going down and he's getting that slider that he was striking out on last year. Mm -hmm. Last year, he strikes out on that slider. This year, it ends up a double to the right center field gap. Like, yes, go, Gary. Hitting over 300 in the month of June. OPS of 1,000. 1,000, Allison. That's so high. That's so many OPSs. It is great. It is so great to see this from Gary. And obviously, you know, nothing against Kyle Higashioka and whatnot, but like Gary Sanchez is supposed to be our number one catcher. So it's good to see him finally putting up number one numbers and us feeling confident. Plus he's had some really good pinch hit at bats too. So it's not just when he's in the lineup, but when he's coming in at towards the end of the game, when they're behind and they need a spark, he's providing that for them, which he hasn't been able to do in a while. 
Absolutely. I think we have to give Aaron Boone some credit here because he catches a lot of hate from the fan base for, mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, you know, whenever the Yankees lose, everyone needs to be fired. We, we know this. We've grown up in this. Everyone gets fired when the Yankees start losing and they're not even losing. They're just only barely above 500. God forbid they'd be only slightly above average. Everyone has to get fired. Besides the point, Aaron Boone has pressed every single right button over the past week and a half or so. Every single time say, he brings yeah. in a pinch hitter, every single time he brings in a bullpen arm, it works. It yep. works. Yep. I mean, we do have to talk about one of the negatives here, which is right now, Aroldis Chapman is struggling. Um, not sure if it's the substance ban, not sure if it's his fingernail that's been bothering him for a couple of outings now, but boy, he's not looking good anymore. <laughs> No. And you know, I think, you know, pitchers are allowed to slump too. There are, you know, Aroldis Chapman wasn't going to be the guy he was in the month of uh, April and May for the entire year, because the guy he was in the months of April and May was the most unhittable reliever in all of baseball. And that's mm -hmm. just, it's an impossible standard to live up to. So, you know, every, every pitcher goes through those times where we're like, oh, I don't really have it right now. We're still searching for it a little bit. Uh, Aroldis Chapman is going to be fine. He is going to be fine. He is the most elite of the elite in the closing category in baseball this year. He's going through a little bit of a rough patch. I don't, I don't really think foreign substances have anything to do with it. Um, they all have to go back and look at the spin rates. And, you know, I think even watching Garrett Cole, we've kind of figured out like, hey, we made a really big deal about spin rates, but you know, elite pitchers are still going to be elite, even if their spin rates are dropping. That's not going to be sure. a problem for Garrett Cole to be Garrett Cole anymore. Maybe he's not the best version of Garrett Cole we've ever seen, but he's still going to be right. a pretty damn good pitcher. Overall, just Chapman would be the same way, even if, you know, the foreign substance thing is something that is affecting him, which maybe it is because you know how sweaty overall just Chapman gets. We know if he's not oh, yes. drenched in sweat, if there's not a waterfall coming off the bill of his cap, I not am nervous. Ball. No, I am nervous. So maybe he needed that sunscreen sweat combo to get a grip on the ball. Who knows? Uh, but he's going to be fine. It's a Rolish Chapman. I certainly hope so. It's just one of those things I have to I have to mention in the back of my mind, you know, because for the entire year so far, we've been like, Aroldis Chapman is the best closer in baseball, and he's been doing the best. Like, I trust him with my life. But right now, we could go to someone else and, you know, have that be a better fit for the moment. Zach Britton's back. I mean, obviously, they're not going to take Aroldis Chapman out of the closer role, right, but, right. you know we have other good relievers that we could turn to. If you want to give Chappie a day off here and there, say, you know, right, get your exactly. feet back under you. You can go to Zach Britton. Jonathan Loisega is borderline all-star this year. And he got, you know, the other day, he got a bad beat. He got ground balls and that Tyler Wade play to home instead of going for the double play. You know, you can look back and say, I don't know what he really had the play. doesn't matter. Jonathan Loisega was out there getting ground balls and he just got beat on ground balls. Um, but he's been a borderline all-star reliever. Chad Green, pretty good reliever. And wouldn't you know it, nasty Nestor Cortez Jr., the mustache, having one of the best years since coming up. What is it, a 1-1-2 ERA for Nestor Cortez? I have no Cortez? idea what his ERA is, but I just love that man. Every time I hear his name, I just smile. 
It's amazing. He was the MVP in Oakland this weekend. It's a nasty Nestor. He's just back. And we can finally go to that Chad Green, Nestor Cortez combination. That was so good for us last year. And it's just, oh, yes, I'm, I'm amped up about Nestor Cortez. It's one of those combos that shouldn't work, but does. Yeah, and it's just, he's got, you know, Chad Green's the fastball. You're going to get the fastball. You're going to get the fastball, the fastball, the fastball, and then the fastball again. And then you go to Nasty Nestor, and he's got different motions. He throws from different arm slots. He's got all these breaking balls. He sneak a fastball in there. He could sneak a 93, 94 mile per hour fastball in there too, but he's going to make his living on the corners. And, oh, he's throwing so well. He's pitching so well. I, I missed him so much. It makes me really excited for what happens when Adam Warren is ready to go again. It's just like this age of former Yankees relievers who come back, do a little bit of of work in the minor leagues, Adam Warren getting that rehab work. And all of a sudden he's going to come back and be like, Oh yeah, that's Adam Warren. He's pretty good. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And you know, one of the other things too, is we just had Luke Voigt uh, come back up from rehab and first pitch home run. Yes. He first pitch had, he saw. He should have had what four home runs already in three games. He should have, but yeah, big home runs too. You know, game yeah. one, that's mm-hmm. first run of the game. Luke Voigt, first pitch home run. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're winning now. Let's go. Uh, second game hits a walk-off home run. Great. Good job. Luke mm-hmm. Voigt. You're doing great so far today. Homers again. And it's just Luke Voigt, man. I forgot how good this yeah. guy was at hitting. It just reminds you how much we miss him when he's not there. Even when he's struggling, he's still a good presence on the field. So it's so good to have him back. Yeah, and he doesn't really struggle all too often. You know, he'll he'll go through streaks where he's not hitting, but he's still going to work a good at bat. He's still going to walk. He's still going to take a lot of pitches. You know, that approach doesn't go away. He needs to stop pointing the finger because every time he points the finger, it's like an RBI double. (laughs) You're like, dude, run. Oh, yeah. He he just barely missed a couple. Just barely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's he hasn't been playing in major league ballparks much this year. So that's just, you know, the the AAA rehab games are getting to him a little bit. He thinks it's gone and then he he forgets that. Oh, yeah. the, The ball doesn't travel quite as far as it does in minor leagues. I still can't believe I got that on video for his uh, minor league home run where the guy was like yelling at him that he's a loser. He's a terrible player and prove it to me. And then boom, boom, home run. I got that. Yeah, that was that was an all time video. Even the the timing of that video, too. It wasn't like you were just sitting through like six, seven, eight, nine pitches waiting to get to a home run. It was, oh, let me start recording. Oh, show me something, Luke. Home run immediately. Nope. It was great. It was wonderful to see. Oh man. All right. So let's, let's do a little deep dive. Let's do a little deep dive in the Yankees for the last week. Not too deep, not too much of a deep dive. We sweep Toronto sweep them. We recorded last week while we were in the Toronto series, but we really didn't talk about the Yankees all that much because we had Max on the podcast. So we had a little more of a, a broad approach. So we sweep Mm -hmm. Toronto. Great. We're finally winning against AL East opponents. Two or three from Oakland. Great. Oakland, very good team. Tops of the AL West. Let's go. And then we take two or three from the Kansas City Royals heading into a series with the Boston Red Sox, who are just barely above us in the AL East right now. So here's what I want to point out. Obviously, very good um, few series that the Yankees just had. But I think the biggest thing that we noticed from the series is they actually can come back. 
And that was something that they had not been able to do at all this year. You haven't so seen that resiliency this year. That's something that's been a right. trademark of the Yankees over the past few years where you never feel like you're out of a game with this offense. And, and this year, that's been the thing that's missing. If you go down yes. early, you feel like this team is just, it, it doesn't have it today. It's not going to work. Right. But this week, things were a little different. And it was really fun to watch because every time that I was looking at like my notifications, if I wasn't watching the game and, you know, the Yankees trail, I'm like, they just continue to work and come back and go ahead, fall behind by one, go ahead by one. Like, I love it. It's great. And, you know, with this series coming up against Boston this week, this is the chance. This is a fantastic chance. If you can keep this momentum riding through this series and sweep Boston at Fenway Park, you are one game behind them in the standings one game and the seat it's a new season it's a new season completely new maybe the rays will still be a game or two up on us if we sweep the red sox but it is a new season if you sweep the boston red sox this weekend all of those questions about oh the yankees are they going to win the al east are they even going to make the playoffs it's over nope all those questions are gone the Yankees are back in the race. We're right there. We're four games behind the Boston Red Sox right now. Half a game behind the Tampa Bay Rays. This is the opportunity we have to slingshot ourselves right back into the conversation. And I am hyped. Yes. However. Oh, no. They just, it, the problem is they have to do what they have not been able to do the past few years, which is beat their AL East opponents. So this is huge, huge weekend coming up right now. Huge. So absolutely. Important. I mean, we are, I mean, we're getting back to full strength too. Cause you know, you get Luke Voigt back. You're going to have Garrett Cole going on Sunday. You're going to have what, who else is going to pitch this weekend? I assume Jordan Montgomery. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me, let me take a look. Let me take a look at the probables. Let's see. We got Domingo Herman on Friday. Um, you know, he, I don't, I don't love Domingo Herman. Obviously, we don't really like Domingo Herman that much at all because he's kind of a bad guy. Uh, but he's going up against Martin Perez. We can hit off Martin Perez. Martin Perez, so. not a good pitcher, not a good pitcher. Saturday, big game. Jordan Montgomery, Nathan Avaldi. We need Jordan Please. Montgomery to show up big time in that game. And he's been big looking time. pretty good sure. lately. Yeah. I agree. And then Sunday, it's a Garrett Cole versus Eduardo Rodriguez. Put it in the books now. That's a W. That's a win. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So that's Saturday matchup. That's the one I'm circling. Okay. If we get good Jordan Montgomery on Saturday, this series is ours. No matter what, we win this series and we may sweep them. Who knows? Who knows? And that's, you know, I'm riding, I'm riding a high. This has been an exciting week of baseball. It's been an insane week of baseball. The Yankees are playing well, and I want a sweep. I have a picture of a broom wearing sunglasses that is just begging, begging to be tweeted. Well, I mean, now that you said that, that's a problem. You shouldn't have said that. I knocked on wood. Okay. All everything's right. as long as everything's fine. I'll just knock on the back wall here since it's perfect. It's all wood. Just make sure, you know, I don't, I don't want to risk anything at all. Very no, of course not. Here. Of course. Yes. Well, we are so superstitious, so superstitious. And I am just, you know, it's just, 
at the end of the day, I'm also just don't get swept by the Boston Red Sox because that's also a possibility. And if you get swept by the Boston Red Sox, then we're that's right the back. Case scenario. Yeah, then we're right back to where we were before the Toronto series started. And that's I don't want to be there again because that sucked. Everybody was was at each other's throats and everyone wanted to murder everyone. I didn't like that. That wasn't that wasn't fun for me. No, I don't think it was fun for anyone. So stop making it all about you. No. Yes. So let's get to let's get, let's get within one game. Let's get within one game of the ALU's first place. Let's do it. Let's do it this weekend. That is the goal. I would love to see it. Oh man. What else? What else is going on in Yankee land? Well, what, what else we got going on? Well, the Houston Astros released their um, promotional schedule for when the Yankees are going to be in town. And it's all 2019 shit or 2017 shit. No, 19, 2019 shit. That's what it is. Mm. Tone deaf, tone deaf. It just you don't makes wanna... me angry. Yeah. You but don't want, you don't want to do all that. Do. Yeah. You, you don't want to do all that to the Yankees. You don't want to, you don't want to give them bulletin board material. They already have enough bulletin board material because they hate your guts, but now you're going to also go and be like, Hey, let's remind them about 2017 when we stole a championship from them. Let's remind them about that when Jose Altuve wrongfully won the MVP over Aaron Judge. Let's remind them. Like, yeah, okay. Let's let so me put also their last game, they're giving out a um Jose Altuve um jerseys. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna mark Aaron Judge down for two home runs in that game. <laughs> Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um the other big thing that happened this week. Across baseball, not just with the Yankees, but obviously the Yankees were, um, you know, center stage on this because of Garrett Cole. Major League Baseball started cracking down on foreign substances. And oh boy, was Tuesday just the most electric day of baseball of all time. <laughs> was that the day that Scherzer just unbuckled his pants? Yes. So, yeah. So- the story for I'm sure everyone knows it, but we're going to go over it. So Max Scherzer takes exception to being routinely checked after the first inning for foreign substances, which everyone is getting. Everyone's getting checked. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting checked after their first inning of work. Everybody. And Max Scherzer, of course, had to be the guy who was like, no, I'm Max Scherzer, I'm Mad Max. I don't want you to check me for foreign substances. I'm not using anything, whatever. And former Yankees manager Joe Girardi decided he wanted to push his luck with a guy whose nickname is Mad Max. Mad Max. He wanted He's to, to push rattle his him. Luck. That's all. He's just trying no, to rattle him for the rest of the game. That's not the that guy to it. rattle. That's not the guy to rattle. That's Mad Max. That is routinely, if you did a poll and pulled every baseball fan in the country, said, who is the craziest motherfucker in the entire league? It's Mad Max. It's Max Scherzer. 100%. Nobody nobody else has a realistic option. It's Max Scherzer. He's the craziest dude in the league. So Joe Girardi says, yeah, I'm going to tell the umps that I think he's using foreign substances in the middle of an inning. While he's in a jam, I'm going to throw him off his rhythm. And oh boy, was Max mad? Was Max mad? Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I just, I do think it's really funny that Joe Girardi was just like, yeah, just, just go out there. You know what? Go out there after every fifth pitch, please. Like just letting them know. He's in touching his hair a lot. I don't know. Maybe you guys want to check that out, huh? Hair gel. You just never know. You don't know what's going on there. 
you never know. And of course, Max Scherzer didn't have any foreign substances on him. And he got very mad at Joe Girardi, almost took his pants off on the mound. The umpire stopped him, which I think we can all agree was a mistake. You should have let Max Scherzer take his pants off on television because that's content right there. Uh, <laughs> they say they want baseball to be more popular. That is how you do it. You let that's the man pull his pants down on the mound because that's hilarious. Absolutely. No pants equals funny. Absolutely. And then Max Scherzer gets out of the inning, stares down the Phillies dugout. And Joe Girardi, the genius that he is, starts looking at him and saying, yeah, come meet me halfway, Mad Max. Come meet me halfway then. Joe, you're old, man. This is, I mean, Joe Girardi, he's a strong guy. He's pretty muscular, but yeah, this guy's still in the league. He's in the best shape of his life right now. Are you really going to pick this fight? Is this really what you want to do right now, Joe? That's Joe Girardi for you. And that's kind of why Yankees fans loved him, right? Yeah, oh, definitely a fiery guy. But also, could you imagine Yankees Twitter if this happened while Joe Girardi was the manager of the Yankees? If he looked out at, I don't even know who we were playing this week. If we looked at Danny Duffy, first first outing in like a month and a half, middle of the inning, Danny Duffy's in the jam. And Joe Girardi says, yeah, why don't you go check that guy for foreign substances? Could you <laughs> imagine? how Yankees Twitter would have reacted to that. It would be hilarious. It'd be a full-on war in the reply section. People are like, oh, yeah, Joe Girardi. This is the guy we want. He's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. And everyone else being like, oh, this isn't baseball. Baseball was better in the 40s. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. But to be honest, I enjoyed it. it was, <laughs> I thought it was though, hilarious. It was definitely fantastic television it was good and, entertainment for the day yeah and you know i know this clearly was not rob manfred's intent when he put this rule into effect but it had all eyes on baseball all eyes yeah. were on baseball because of the max scherzer joe girardi incident and then later on the very same night sergio romo actually does take his pants off he pulled his pants down on television to, be, to get checked for foreign substances. It's like, yes, this is what it's all about, man. This is what we're trying to do when we want to make baseball fun. Let's just have pitchers disrobe on the mound. Well, okay, so you know the, um, I don't remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Bananas team, is it the Savannah Bananas? The Savannah Bananas. I want to see a Savannah Bananas game so okay. badly. So did you read their um, their rule updates? Uh, are you talking about the banana ball rule update where Correct. if a fan catches a ball, it's an out? Yes, but there's more. It's oh, like, I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, this is how you make baseball fun. Like, of course, I would hate it if it happened in the MLB, but like minor leagues. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this is just like a casual summer league for like the right. elite of the elite prospects. It's like beer and they're just like, let's go have major some league fun. players. Yeah, for for guys who are like, coming off really strong college seasons like these aren't slouches playing for the savannah bananas these are like mm -mm. future mlb prospects and they're just like yeah like you know i just want to get my work in and also you know if we're going to play some games i'm going to go take an at bat with stilts on if we need to get hyped up in the dugout i'm going to do some slam poetry for my teammates like this is it's awesome and they just do such a good job and i want to go to a game so badly because it's it's got to be just the most fun fan experience of all time I would have to agree. I think that, and I know that John Boy and um, Jake went there as well, and they like got to throw out a first pitch and everything. But 
I'm trying to find there was like an Instagram post that it had like all the like quote updated rules and it was freaking hilarious like there was something like there's a pitcher and a catcher and if the guy gets a if he strikes out it's an out if the guy gets a hit the pitcher has to run and get the ball and tag the guy out before he reaches home like that is backyard rules right there and that is great <laughs> that's that's literally backyard wiffle ball rules if you come yeah. from a, a two-child household it's yeah if, if you hit the ball I, I there's no fielders back there I have to go get that and I have to try to throw the ball at you before you run all the way around the bases that nobody's protecting. Like that's backyard baseball right there. It's just, right. it's just fun, man. Cause these guys, you know, they're just, they're just hanging out. They're not out there trying to compete every day. They're just trying to have fun, get their work in, get ready for the next college baseball season. Right. And you always see that the stands and like the crowd it's they're rocking. The stands are full. Like people want to see that because it's fun. It's amazing. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Just fun stuff in baseball. What else? What else happened in baseball this week? I mean, the Padres swept the Dodgers. That was fun. That yes, was fun for me, at least. I did see that. Um, you know, the only thing I can really think of, and it is also a Yankees fact, and this was, uh, I tweeted this on Tuesday or Monday, but at the time, since May 16th, the Yankees had more triple plays than the Arizona Diamondbacks had wins. And it was a great <laughs> fun fact. Oh my God. The Arizona Diamondbacks have been so bad. So I don't bad. know what the deal is over there, but like, ooh, yikes. I like yes. someone told me it was one of my um one of my friends I used to play Frisbee with, and he texted me. He's like, Did you know this? And I was like, that can't be true. And he's like, No, no, look it up. And I did. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This is so insane. Bad. I think at one point they had lost 17 straight games. And yep. I think they had lost like 25 or 26 straight road games. Oh, and yeah, that's for sure. That, that's a statistical anomaly. You know, even even a blind squirrel finds a nut every like, once in a while, but not try. the Arizona Diamondbacks. You have to try to lose those games. You have to purposely be throwing those games. Like, is there another Black Sox scandal here? Because there's no way they could lose that many games in a row. Yeah, I mean, bad teams win all the time. Even the uh, worst yeah, team in the every league. Every freaking day we see the Red Sox. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, the worst team in the league still wins like 50, 60 yeah. games. And it's just to go 17 losses in a row at like 25, 26 on the road. Oh, my God. And yeah, I mean, you play the Colorado Rockies. They're just as bad as you. You can't beat right. the Rockies. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I know is that that was the best fact I'd ever heard because, of course, having the Yankees turn three triple plays is an anomaly in itself. But I have to say, uh, I don't remember what day it was, but the triple play where they threw to third and then cut off Vlad Guerrero trying to go home and then get Bo Bichette trying to go to third base for no stupid reason, that was the best. And he probably was safe, but, like, Let's be honest. It's more. We're not going to take the triple play away from that. Right. Exactly. Like that was so embarrassing. Bobuchet has the best hair in baseball and he gets tagged out going to third base. Not best hair anymore. For sure. No, definitely not the best hair. Um, and, uh, you know, that's this other triple play that came with, you know, the routine. Oh, ground ball, G or shell or whatever. That was to end the game or all this Chapman yep. was yep. going to lose that game. That yep. game was over. Chapman was going to lose it. And Gio Urshela just bailed him out with a, a triple play. But it's, 
I mean, you allow the first two runners to get on and we're talking like, all right, well, what can, what can Chapman do here? Are we okay with allowing one run? Are we just going to focus on the double? Right, or like, right. what are we going to do here? And it's just like, no, Chio or Shella will just turn a triple play for you. I'll take care of it. Yeah. No, he's got but it. like the thing is, especially in those situations, like there's no outs runners on first and second, the very first thing, like you said, you think of, you're like, okay, hopefully we get a double play. If not, we just need to get one guy out one at a time, you know, let's go one at a time. And then of course all three come at once and you're just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what? The, what do you mean? The game's over. I thought we had more time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, absurd. absurd. Uh, maybe maybe we can look back at that and be like, yes, that was the turning point for the 2021 Yankees when we ended a game on a triple play. I don't know, the, the stat that came out like the last time a game ended on a triple play, it had to have been like 20 years ago. I was going to say, it's definitely not in my lifetime. Well, I'm yeah, I can I can never remember seeing that. And I can I can remember some triple plays. I mean, they're yeah. awesome. I think back mm-hmm. to, you know, the White Sox in 2016. That's one that I definitely remember for some odd reason. Oh, yeah. But I remember triple plays and the Yankees are, I mean, we have they're to get another one, conversation. Right? We have to get another one and set the record. It's just, right, exactly. it's, it's yeah, so early on in the season. Here. You can't just sit on it and be like, okay, we can share this. No, sharing is bad. We need the record. Absolutely not. Uh, oh. What else? What else we got going on with the Yankees? See, looking um, ahead. Looking I'm ahead. pretty quiet here. Um, you know, I guess the big thing is obviously you want Gary Sanchez to keep going on a tear like he does. Yes, Weather's sir. getting warmer, so that's usually a good sign for there him. There is a conversation we have to have about Gary Sanchez. Which one? He has to catch Garrett Cole at some point. We have to do yeah. it. He's he's yeah. got to catch Garrett Cole. And, you know, we can't do this every week where we're saying, oh, well, Gary is a little banged up from yesterday, so Higgy's <laughs> going to catch today. Oh, well, we have Gary's going to do a day and a night game this week, so we're going to have Higgy catch today. No, no, because there is a very real possibility that the Yankees end up in a wild card game this year again. And the very last thing that we can do in a wild card game is bench Gary Sanchez. Can't have it. Can't allow it. He has well, to be in the did- lineup. Did you see when he came in to pinch hit um, and he hit that home run, they purposely did a reaction from the dugout and like Kyle Higashioka's like clap, clap. You know, he's super excited, obviously, for his teammate. And Garrett Cole's like, like, oh, my God, he's going to have to catch me again. Yeah, Garrett Cole was not excited about a huge pinch hit home run. I didn't love that. I didn't love that at all. He was excited. He was just kind of, I think he was kind of like, really? Like, more in shock. Let's go with that. He was in shock. Maybe. And, you know, there's, you know, I get it. Garrett Cole likes throwing to Kyle Higashioka. He feels comfortable mm-hmm. with Kyle Higashioka. Garrett Cole is the second best pitcher in baseball. If he wants his personal catcher, he's going to get his personal catcher. But also, if you're the second best pitcher in baseball, you should be able to throw to Gary Sanchez and still mm-hmm. dominate because I'm not playing Kyle Higashioka in a one game playoff. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I won't have Kyle Higashioka in a wild card game. I won't do it. I I have no problem with personal catchers. I don't, but I agree with you. It's just in in a situation like that, it's very hard to to validate being like, oh, well, Gary Sanchez is on the bench or Gary Sanchez is DHing when he's so really worked to improve his defense and clearly right now and who knows what what's going to happen come September like maybe he's going to fall off and maybe he's just going to go for like an 0 for 48 slump I don't know but 
it right now it's hard to validate that. So I think they have to start practicing that now and trying it out and being like, okay, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Because Kyle Higashioka, he may go on a hot streak occasionally, but we just don't know when that's ever going to happen. No, he's not the consistent. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's not the consistent hitter that Gary Sanchez is. Gary Sanchez, you know, yeah, right now, um, you know, Kyle Higashioka, he's had some some good seasons. Uh, 2020 was a very good offensive season for him. But before 2020, he was nothing offensively. He was nothing. And, you know, he got off to a good start this year. And since then, he's done nothing offensively uh except you know he had a yeah you know, i guess he had a nice homer this week whatever um but you know you you feel nothing much more consistent. comfortable yeah, yeah nothing consistent but you feel much more comfortable with gary sanchez offensively than you do with kyle higashioka 100 times out of 100 and if you're in a one game playoff i want gary sanchez hitting for the catcher spot and i don't want kyle higashioka taking those at bats because even if garrett cole is more comfortable throwing to kyle higashioka he's not going to bring you anything on offense he's not right yeah he's not going to bring you what gary sanchez could bring you on offense that's the big thing he gary might bring sanchez something. can win you a game he can win you a game himself i mean he's already shown that yeah yeah kyle kyle higashioka can't do that maybe he gets a home run that's nice way to go kyle but he's not going to win you a game by himself yeah, I mean Gary Sanchez, he's first first and foremost, he's got to keep it up. Um obviously like I said, with the weather warming up, he tends to do better in warmer weather. His August numbers are still absurd. So, obviously we want Gary Sanchez to continue that and I would like to see him continue that throughout the entire season and through the playoffs because that would just be stellar all the way around. We just don't know, but I agree. I think that Garrett Cole and Gary Sanchez should start working together a little bit more at least Give them a couple. It doesn't have stars to be every to start. Out. Yeah, it doesn't have you to know? be every start. Right, exactly. And if it really is a disaster, if Garrett Cole really can't throw to Gary Sanchez, and you prove that over the course of a season, then you know you can have the conversation that okay, mm-hmm. well, are we gonna do we want Gary Sanchez as bad, or do we want Garrett Cole to be his best self in this game in this wild card yeah. game? Then there's a conversation if they really can't work together. But I am gonna take CC Sabathia's word on it that Gary Sanchez calls a good game and that Gary Sanchez mm-hmm. is a good catcher. I'm going to take CC Sabathia's word on it because mm-hmm. he knows better than anyone. He threw to Gary Sanchez for years. So mm-hmm. if Garrett Cole really can't work with Gary Sanchez, that's maybe a problem, <laughs> but Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. That's all I got though. That's all I got. That's I mean, that's all I got for the Yankees. Uh, Rugnet Odor, obviously this week since People were finally coming around and being like, let's get rid of Rugnet Odor. I think the time has come. Uh, obviously, he had a huge series against Kansas City. As soon as people were like, all right, I'm getting pretty tired of this Odor guy. Hitting well, goddamn fifth in the lineup. I have to tell lineup. you that seven of his hits this season have been either to tie the game or to go ahead. He's got um, that magic. Yep. Susan Wallman told me um, on the radio today. And I love Susan. I trust her with my life. So absolutely, it is accurate. Um, but yes, he doesn't hit but when he does it's always at the right time yeah and there are guys like that some guys just for whatever reason they just find themselves in those positions more often than other people and they succeed in those positions who knows who knows but i'm still out on rugnet odor i don't i don't think the occasional magic that he's had so far this season is really worth the under 700 ops that he's posting Mm -hmm. and it's just what purpose does Rugnet Odor really serve? What purpose? What, what is he here for? Why do we have him? 
He's here so that we don't have to play Tyler Wade every day. Yeah, but we have minor leaguers. Yeah. Park, park in the minor leagues. His weighted runs created is 198. 198. Mm-hmm. Trey Ambergay, we put him out in the outfield. Let's get those guys up here. Let's not mess around with Rugnet Odor. Let's forget about that. I hate that. I'm going to tell him you said that. That's fine. I'll fight. He's going to go on a tear now. He's going to go on a tear. (laughs) I'll fight Rugnet Odor. I'll do what Jose Batista couldn't do. Sure. No, it's not going to. That probably wouldn't end well for me. Rugnet Odor is scary. Don't tell him I said that. He's scary, but I also am not going to take it back. I don't want him here. I, I want him gone. So. I'm just thinking about this. I want you to name just a random Yankee that you were thinking of when you thought of Rugnet Odor. Like a like a comparison? Just randomly. Like if if you're like this guy has no purpose on this team but he's always there and his name's always out there but he's not really doing much. Brandon Drury. Mm, Miguel Cairo. Oh, Miguel Cairo, that's a good one. I love him, but yes. Yeah, he he really had no purpose on the team. <laughs> he, he did. did he nothing. had one walk-off hit, and that was great. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's the weirdest did. thing. He didn't do anything for us long term. No, but he was a great guy. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure Miguel Cairo is a great guy. I don't know anything about him personally, um, but he was not a good player. Yeah, Brandon Drew. I feel bad about Brandon Drury because he was at least supposed to be a pretty decent player, and then we find out as soon as we get him, it's like, oh yeah, like. This guy gets migraines so bad that he literally goes blind. <laughs> like, what What do you mean? <laughs> he's uh, he's playing on the Syracuse Mets now, so I get to see him all the time when I go to those games. Yeah, got sent down from the real Mets. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. Poor Correct. Brandon Drury. He was such a good player before he came to the Yankees and everyone him. found good out dude. he goes blind when he gets migraines. He's a good dude. I enjoyed yeah. him. How do you even make it to the major leagues if he can't see when he gets migraines? How do you even That's make just it? how good he was. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, he was just that good when he could see. He was just that good. And, and you exactly. know, all, all his bad numbers are from a bad migraine week. It might be. And he just it's sticks the bat out there and hopes that it hits. It's a lot of sacrifice bunts. All right. I think I think that'll wrap it up for the week. Uh, once we dip into the Miguel Cairo pool, I think we're officially out of topics. Uh, Always so. a good topic to discuss. I just love bringing up old Yankees. Absolutely. So that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, be on the lookout for the bonus podcast on Monday and obviously the regularly scheduled podcast. will be back next week as well. Let's go sweep the Boston Red Sox, huh? Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. We'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. All right. See you next week. All right. Bye-bye.